Hey fellow brain pickers, how would you like to launch your very own podcast show like this one? Don't have the time or patience to deal with all the techie stuff? No worries. My company, Geffen Media Group, provides a complete done-for-you podcast service. We will come up with a great name for your show, design your website and podcast artwork, record the intro and outro, send you the equipment, find you great guests, edit and publish every episode, submit to iTunes and major podcast platforms, and promote your show to our network. So all you have to do is hit record and we do the rest. Your voice needs to be heard. So head over to geffenmediagroup.com. Welcome to the Can I Pick Your Brain podcast, where successful entrepreneurs get their brains picked so you can apply mindset tricks and game-changing tactics that will help you become unstoppable. Now, here's your host, Daniel Geffen. Hey, fellow brain pickers, and welcome to episode 128 of Can I Pick Your Brain? My guest today was named one of the top entrepreneurs of our time by Entrepreneur Magazine. Kevin Harrington was the original shark on Shark Tank and has launched over 20 businesses that have grown to over $100 million in sales each. He has also been involved in more than a dozen public companies and has launched over 500 products, generating more than $5 billion in sales worldwide. Kevin's influence has reached over 100 million people through his media presence and has been featured in way too many publications to mention. He's currently the co-founder of the Entrepreneurs' Organization, which has grown to 45 countries and thousands of members, generating over $500 billion of member sales. Now, to help introduce him, I've put together a short rap. Here goes. It's no walk in the park, becoming a shark, sometimes in the dark, missing the mark, but it's part of the game, the journey to fame, making yourself a name, it's yours to claim. As seen on TV, now that ain't easy, over 40 years of blood, sweat and tears, overcoming all his fears, a legend appears. Looking to invest in the best, advising the rest, he'll put you to the test and help you with your quest to success. So without further ado, I welcome to you, best-selling author, speaker, success seeker, entrepreneurial leader, unstoppable believer, financial healer, there is no comparison, it's the one, the only, Kevin Harrington. Kevin, welcome to the show. And thanks for letting me pick oh, your brain. Geez. Daniel, thank Woo. you, thank you. Wow, keep your day job though, okay? <laughs> <laughs> what is that supposed to mean? I loved it. That Hello. was pretty good. Uh, I've, I've never had, I've never been introduced via a rap song, but that was, uh, that's what I call conscious, very positive rap. Good thank, job, man. I, I appreciate it. And you know what? That's exactly why I do it. I'm not, I'm not necessarily good at it, but it's memorable. And the one thing, how many podcasts have you been on, Kevin? Hundreds, hundreds, right? But that's one that you're yeah. gonna you're gonna remember that one because the intro was different. It wasn't the same boring thing, right? Exactly. I'm also gonna ask you to send me uh, a copy of that because I want to listen to it again because it 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 moved rap. That's one of the things it moves fast. Yeah. But it there's I was picking it up as you were going, and I'm like, yeah, that, that that's good. <laughs> that's good. That you know, it moves so fast. You, you, it's hard necessarily for it to absorb all in. Right. And my son, I have a younger son that creates rap, and I say, you know, it's amazing he can have dinner and then go create a rap song about dinner. You know, <laughs> so like you know, right. that's I said I, I I don't have the creative juices to be able to do that. But um, no, yeah. I love I love what you did, and thank you. For having me today and uh, mm. looking forward to a, a, a nice session today. Yeah, me too. By the way, I'm going to put some hip-hop background music to it as well, so I'll send it to you with the with the background music on it. Um, Beautiful. Yeah. 
Um, I just want to let the listeners know that the audio is not going to be perfect today just because Kevin's um, in the car driving to to an event that he needs to get to. So I apologize for that, but it should be fine. Um, and uh, let's just get straight in. So, Kevin, I'm, first of all, just want to say that I'm, I'm really honored to have you on my show. I'm a huge fan of Shark Tank. I've probably uh, watched every single episode that they've produced. Um, and... You know, in this conversation, I really want to dive into your experience and find out what makes a successful company. But before we do that, can we get into a little bit of your background? What was Little Kevin like? Yeah, that's that's a great, great question. I, I was fortunate. I had a father that was very entrepreneurial. So I, when I was 11 years old, he had restaurants and he had an Irish pub called Harrington's. Uh, so hmm. hey, I walked in. I thought it was named after me. You know? <laughs> so it, uh, it was, you know, but I was a dishwasher, a bar back and, a, and, a, and an assistant chef because I would assist my father when the chef didn't show. Right. So mm-hmm. that was the the assisting part of it. Right. That, and that's what I learned early on. As an entrepreneur, you do everything. You wash the dishes. You're the bar back. You're the. You're, you're serving tables and you're assisting the, the chef in cooking because the, the chefs aren't going to be there every night. So, right. you know, they, they call in sick, the, you know, Saturday night, the big night, they call in sick because they wanted to go out and hang out and do something themselves, which is not a good thing when you've got when you're depending on that chef, you know, to be there. But I went from there to owning my own driveway ceiling business in, in high school and then heating and air conditioning company in college. Then I became a business broker, which was really where I really got into what I call my curiosity hmm. overload days because I wanted to see the inner workings of hundreds of different kinds of businesses. So how do you do that? You start selling the businesses. Hmm. So I'd get a listing for a pizza parlor, a restaurant, a delicatessen, a flower shop, a laundromat. Mm-hmm. I'd see the cash flows and the ups, the downs, the leases. And so that's when I started taking pieces of some of these companies and getting involved in 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 equities and really had a great time. So mm-hmm. um, and, and that's when I got into this crazy as seen on TV infomercial business was when I started seeing some of these you know, uh, this downtime was watching television and all of a sudden uh, I was on discovery channel, the the, the screen went dark and then up came colored bars. And for six hours, (laughs) nothing but colored bars. And I said, wait a minute, there's got to be something we could put on there. And I called Discovery, and that's when we started doing infomercials by putting products on Discovery Channel back in the early 80s. That's that's incredible. That's absolutely incredible. Thank you. How many uh, companies did you have you invested in? I mean, you, on, on, obviously on Shark Tank and then outside of Shark Tank in total, roughly. Going all the way back to the early days, over yeah. 500 deals, wow. 500 investments. Uh, and that's, you know, I see a product. I like it. I see a company. Um, it's, you know, it could be 25 grand, 50 grand, 250 grand, 500. I never invested more than a million dollars in any one deal. Mm-hmm. I'm not the kind of guy that'll write a $20 million check just because that's too much consolidated into one investment. Mm-hmm. But give me, you know, let me invest a hundred grand, 200 and create a $50 million business out of it. That's what I like. So what do you look yeah, for though? When you're, when you're looking yeah. at, you've looked at now five, I mean, you haven't looked at 500, you've invested in 500. So you've obviously looked at a lot more than 500 businesses. I looked at over 50,000 to get to the 500. I, I wow. say, I've taken 50,000 pitches. Wow. And then 
do the math, um, you know, it, 10% of 50,000 would be 5,000. Um, I did 1%. 1%. Yeah. So one, one, but even 1% is a hefty percentage, hmm. you know, on that basis. So, so I, I did, I, it, you know, there's a lot of things that I look for. Number one, I look for proof of concept. I, I don't like to take a flyer on a complete startup that has never had a chance to prove out that there's a market for that product. So, hmm. uh, or the business, right? So I really don't like, I, I like to see if, if something is a complete startup, I say, you know, do you know what your customer acquisition cost is? I, if I can, if that can be identified, then they are a long way to getting an investment because if, if you know what it costs to acquire a customer, and you know what the lifetime value of that customer is, as long as the cost to acquire fits the model of being an acceptable amount based on the lifetime value, hmm. then we just need money to get more customers. That's it. Right. So it, if I if they can identify a customer acquisition, then that that could be very helpful in the long run for sure. Okay. That's proof of concept. Mm -hmm. What what other things do you look at? Well, I look for something that has a this is this is this is kind of funny, but think about think about a magical transformation. So if your product or service solves a problem in such a fashion that there's something magically transformed in the in the process, that could be very powerful. So mm. I look for magical transformation. I look for um, I look for something that is unique enough such that it solves a problem that no other service or product solves in a similar fashion. Think mm -hmm. about that a little mm -hmm. bit. Just, you know, it's, it's unique enough such that it solves a problem that no other product or service solves in a similar fashion. Mm -hmm. So, because it, 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 when you look at Shark Tank, yeah. Mr. Wonderful was always great for saying, <laughs> hey, that's great, but who else has something similar yeah. or what else in the market solves that problem identically, right? Yeah. Oh, nobody. Well, right. then then you've got something I'm interested in, right. right? Otherwise, take it in the back back of the barn and shoot it, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. you know what I mean? Look, <laughs> or go find some investor right. that's not as keen as I am, maybe, okay? Right. Right. But I don't, you know, I, I'll never forget one of the deals we were doing on Shark Tank. The guy said, oh, there's nobody else that does anything similar and um, and he, he had a, a a molding clay like it's like play-doh is a molding clay for kids mm, yeah. and some kids have have a, an allergic reaction to um, uh, to certain kinds of, of you know things that have um, you know a, a you know lactic t component right yeah. mm -hmm. you know so they they're, they're they're allergic to lactic you know th situations mm -hmm. but a lot of molding clays had lactic you know, like milk kind of yeah. situations. And so, so he's, he had a, he had a, a lactic free molding clay and he's like, there's no other product out in the marketplace that does this. Well, hmm. after a little bit of research, we found that four or five different websites and actually one set of stores that actually sold, a, you know, a lactic free molding clay already. So, hmm. so he obviously wasn't stopping people from selling it at that point, right? right? So 
that was a big deterrent on wanting to be involved in that product. And if you look at if you look at all the companies that you have invested in, um, the ones that have been successful, what would you say are the common factors that they share, and the ones that have been the most successful of the five hundred that you invested in? Um, so I would say that it's important to have a, a good jockey, and 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 I will. It's funny because I I'll, a lot of people will say I invest in the jockey. Yeah. Well, I don't invest in just the jockey because. And I, I'm in. I have a horse race business that I'm an investor in right now. Yep. And and the the best trainers in the world that train horses, they're going to tell you that it's the training, it's the doctors, it's the food, it's the and and they'll tell you they can put any jockey on top of their horse hmm. and that horse is going to win. So so I I think I look for a good jockey, but I look for a jockey that is also surrounded with all the other elements I just mentioned. Like mm. I said, trainers, doctors, you know, good uh, hygiene, et cetera, et cetera. And right. and because I've been, I was at a, at a, at a horse track at, for the Kentucky Derby last year uh, before the Kentucky Derby. And I was on a 125 acre ranch where a, a, a trainer had a bunch of horses and, and where he had a triple couple triple count crown winners that had been there had been raised in, in, in this particular estate. And, and the, to look at all the things that go on behind the scenes, the laboratory analysis of the blood and the diets and the, and the, and the, and the training that the horse is doing mm -hmm. for, you know, months before those races made me really understand that it's not just the jockey. So, so you got to have a good, I call it a dream team, mm. get a good dream team. And then this is another, so, so what are the, of the 500 that I invested in, we only made money on probably about 30% of them. So maybe a hundred to 150, give or take mm -hmm. were successful. So we failed more often than we succeeded, but the, the successes, we had the right dream team. Mm -hmm. And then secondly, we had the right marketing plans also. So we had a good business plan with a good marketing plan that helped execute that those those uh, the, the, the marketing side of, of, of putting that business on the map. So right. those are two of the biggest success factors that I right. think are necessary because the dream team is is sort of it's the CEO, it's the marketing team, it's the operational guys mm -hmm. it's the digital targeting marketing guys it's yep. all of that all in one with a good marketing plan and the 70 percent of, of companies that failed what would you say is the number one common factor the main reason why they failed one of the main things would be not enough unique differentiation in the marketplace on what's already out there and okay. you know and again it may I mean let me just take something as simple as the foreman grill mm. and you're going to say well, you know <laughs> when george foreman i did a bunch of stuff with george when he first was talking about this grill everybody's like george what, <laughs> there's tons of grills out there okay <laughs> right why is yours going to be so successful and and this was the unique positioning and this is all it needed it was slanted so the grease dripped off into a catch tray wow. and that made it the lean mean grilling machine. machine so george could eat cheeseburgers every day yeah okay even though he wasn't a boxer anymore right so that was his his answer to creating something 
that anybody could use and eat less calories and still eat those cheeseburgers. So something as simple as that differentiated his grill from all the other grills in the marketplace. And that was unique. So that that was a a billion dollar plus product. So so, you know, other things that you look at, you might say there just wasn't enough of a differentiating point in many cases. And then the other side of it is in our as seen on TV world, we look for something that is 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 going to you're gonna, you've got to put enough muscle behind it so that you got to build the brand. And in today's world, TV was one way we did things in the old days. If you throw enough TV at it, you can build a brand. Yep. But it got expensive sometimes. Today, it's a mix of right. digital. You got to use Facebook. You right. got to use Instagram. Instagram. YouTube. You got to use YouTube, right? right. You, mm. you said it, right? You 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 know what what it takes. Then you use a little bit of TV. Then you use a little bit of this and a little yeah. bit of that. So it's a multimedia approach that's necessary well, let, in let today's me- world. Let me ask you a question actually based on that because this is an interesting one. You, you are essentially the infomercial king, right? You created it. Um, and nowadays, nowadays, you know, the, the average person listening to this, they don't need to go on TV. They don't need to do a TV infomercial to sell their product or service. They can literally from their phone, right, just hit the Facebook Live button and they can do an infomercial right there. They can go on Snapchat, they can go on Instagram, YouTube, and they can create their own infomercial for free. Now, my question to you, though, is Absolutely, what, yes. what makes a successful infomercial? What are the key ingredients to making a killer infomercial that sells? So I say that when you do an infomercial, the, uh, the, you, I have a, a three-step formula. Mm-hmm. You tease them, you please them, <laughs> and you seize them, right? So you've got to, you, when you tease, you've got to get their attention by showing them a problem that they can identify with, right? So if, if, if you're a golfer, and you know, are are you not chipping properly? Are, do you do you miss too many putts? Right. Mm-hmm. So you, the, we all agree that you're that here's a problem. You know, mm-hmm. right? So now, yeah. oh wait a minute, and then you're going to please them because so now you got their attention with a with a problem. There's a you, you know not putting good enough. Not you know are you sculling some of your chips? Mm-hmm. Whatever. Now you got their attention. You've you've stated a problem. Now you please them with with solutions to the problem, some kind of new technology that's going to position that that this product is such and such and how it works, why it's better, what is that technology, hmm. and what is the unique positioning of that technology. And that's the key thing there. You please with successful testimonials and uses and examples of people using it, which is now where you start showing this magical transformation Mm -hmm. and that is here's a guy that in 18 holes would spend uh would would have 36 putts and now he's down to 22 putts that's a magical transformation whatever it might be if it's fitness you've lost weight if it's skincare you've lost wrinkles Mm -hmm. so i think the bottom line is is that it's you know you're showing the amazing transformations along with benefits and testimonials, people that have used the product that like it. And then the last part, so now you've, ple- you've teased them, you've yep. pleased them, now you seize them with an irresistible offer. You've got to have an irresistible offer. And let me 
just explain that real fast on the irresistible offer. You've heard the term, Daniel, but wait. There's more. There's more. <laughs> right? Okay. <laughs> now, that came about because enough people weren't ordering the products. They didn't think the offer was irresistible enough. So mm. we had to keep throwing more things at them until they, you know, because we weren't sitting in front of them. We're on TV. They're not buying. Mm. Why aren't they buying? It wasn't irresistible enough. But wait, we're going to give you this also. Right. And if you order now, we'll also give you this and <laughs> this. And hey, there's some more stuff. Co oh, now the phone's ringing and now we're selling. Mm. So creating the irresistible offer is the final part of that three-step process. Mm. And, and in today's world, that's kind of similar to a long-form website, like, a, like a, a landing page where you scroll down and there's the buy button. And if you're still not convinced, you can keep scrolling and there's more testimonials. And if you're still not convinced, then there's, right, they keep giving you more and more reasons why. So it's kind of like the, and wait, there's more, and wait, there's more. Exactly, exactly. Right. It's, you know, it, they'll give you more testimonials, right. they'll give you more of this, and sometimes they'll also even start throwing in some extra bonuses. Yeah. Uh, if you if you order now, you'll also get this and this yeah. and this type of thing too. But absolutely, yeah, yeah, you hit the nail on the head there. Uh, it's like, I think they call, some of them call it a video sales letter kind yeah. of thing, right? Where at yeah. the end of it, you just, it just keeps going. You actually mentioned, Kevin, something interesting as well. You mentioned um, endorsements, right? You, um, uh, what was the word? You used a different word. Testimonials. Testimonials. But you've had a lot of success. I've, I've seen all of the, everything that you've done. You've almost always kind of latched on to an endorsement. You've used somebody else to really endorse the product, whether it was Paris Hilton, Kim Kardashian, George Foreman, who you mentioned earlier, Hulk Hogan, right? You've worked with all of these celebrities to endorse your products. How does one go about finding a celebrity to endorse their product or service? You know, especially people listening to this, they don't, they're not rubbing you know, sh shoulders with Hulk Hogan or, or, or The Rock or anyone like that. So how do you get in front of those types of influencers? Yeah, so it's, it's funny because I, I met Hulk Hogan I was buying a, a car about oh. 20 years ago at, at my local Mercedes dealer. And um, the guy was, you know, spouting off a little bit, telling me, you know, how, you know, what he was giving me a great deal and how many great people that he deals with. And he mentioned, oh, I just sold a car to Hulk Hogan. I'm oh. like, hey, that's fantastic. I said, you know, now I'm going to buy a car from you. And I just would ask you for one thing. I'd like an introduction to Hulk Hogan because I got a great product. I'd love to pitch him. And this guy said, you buy a car for me and you're going to meet Hulk Hogan. Wow. So, <laughs> I, you know, that's how I met Hulk Hogan. And I, I did my first infomercial with Hulk 20 years ago. So sometimes you just have to do a little bit of hustling. Right now, I actually run in some of the right circles. So I meet some of these people through running in the right circles. But I also you can call agents, you can call brokers, you can call managers. There's a there's there's ways to get to Hollywood agents and managers and hey they get paid when you book their clients so mm. if they if they know that you're for real that you've got some kind of a cool product or idea or budget for their client mm -hmm. they're they're going to want to make those introductions so it's not so difficult if you've got the right kind of introduction right yeah. and so there i mean for example for anyone listening right now there's a guy he's called celebrity brokers that's the name of his company and his name is jack king k-i-n-g and if you google jack king 
celebrity brokers. I'll bet you his information will show up. And it's going to talk about all this guy represents hundreds of celebrity talent. Now, he is not their manager. He is not their agent, but he has direct access to the actors and the actresses because over the years at various events, he's met them. And he said, look, I'm he's sort of the bottom feeder like he can tell you. And this is very, very interesting that I'm what I'm going to say. He can tell you that some of these celebrities, do you think they're they're high and mighty and they got all this money? Some of them are begging for money because they got into a heavy duty lifestyle. They've got the fancy, expensive home and cars and a couple of kids and and payments to the ex-wives and stuff. And all of a sudden they became accustomed to this and they need that 50, 60, 80 grand a month income. Mm -hmm. All right. But they're not making it anymore because they're in between projects and they haven't gone. They haven't had any money. So he he knows he's like, hey, I know maybe it's Pamela Anderson. She needs money right now. And I can get her instead of 25 grand. I can get her for 10 grand. Boom. Okay. Or whatever it might be. So I don't want to use specific examples so much, but you know, I'm just kind of throwing that out as a name, but the bottom line is, is that a guy like Jack King has direct access, kind of like he's got their cell phones and he's not going through an agent or a manager, but he's going direct to the celebrity and kind of like, hey, look, I've got ten thousand, and it's it's a hundred a hundred dollar bills that we're going to put in a little knapsack for mm. you that doesn't ever get reported or whatever whatever you want to say, you know. Yeah. I, I don't want to suggest anything illegal <laughs> here over this conference call, yeah. this yeah. podcast, but yeah. I'm just saying there's ways that these celebrities can understand how those things they don't get they don't go through the agent or the manager or anything like right. that, and um, and and so. It's yeah. it's all in the process of getting to know these celebrities at Absolutely. these local events that he manages networks in Los Angeles. It's right. not that tough necessarily. Right. Let's just hope the IRS isn't listening to this podcast, uh, Kevin. Yes, Allen. exactly. Yeah. Um, <laughs> if but, they are, I always say make sure you pay taxes even on the cash that you bring in. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> For those listening, though, that they don't have ten Gs, they don't have ten thousand to spend on a celebrity. But they can go on Instagram and they can find somebody with, you know, 50,000 followers, 100,000 followers. Because a lot of people, they think, oh, I've got to, I've got to have a, a big time celebrity. No, you don't. You can have somebody with a, with a decent sized audience. And the thing is, is that somebody who has 50,000 followers, but those followers literally, they, 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 they're like all over the influencer. Like anything the influencer shares, they're like, oh my goodness, I, I need to get that. That's huge for any business. How do you structure those deals without needing to pay out a lot of money? And how do you reach out to them? What's the best way to reach out to someone and build that relationship and, and give them the benefit And if it's not cash? What are the ways to structure it? So, well, the, I mean, I love, we have influencers that we use that we, we pay them. There's a couple ways to go. One is if you can structure it on a percentage of sales, that's amazing. So mm-hmm. that's, that's, we have affiliates that will pay them as much as 40% of the sale price of something if we have enough margin because then we can make money out of our 60 percent because we give them 40 and out of our 60 we got the product cost okay Okay. so if someone's selling something for 50 dollars and i give them 20 dollars for everyone sold that's a pretty good incentive Hmm. now if and so so sometimes people say well yeah but i need to make i i I need to charge a minimum of two thousand dollars okay so i'm like okay i'll give you two thousand but 
All I need from you is give me enough orders such that at $20 an order, you're, you're going you're gonna to sell 100 of them yeah. then. Okay, so as long, I'll give you the 5,000 as an advance as long as you bring me 100 orders over time. Okay, so now you're buying the orders for $20 an order then, right? So you, you, know, you, gave, you, you accomplished the goal. They need two grand. You need orders for 20 bucks. The, you know, so here's your two grand. And, and now, you know, just keep, keep, you know, putting it out there until you get me a hundred orders. Got it. So it's, it, it all works then from there. And in fact, I did my original deal. We mentioned Hulk Hogan. I did it on this basis. I said, I'm going to give you $25,000 advance after we've tested the show to see that it's rolling out. Okay. So in other words, we're going to shoot the show and if it rolls out, you'll get a $25,000 advance upon rollout. Hmm. So you now it did roll out. So we did give them the 25 grand, but it wasn't risk money now that it's rolling out. So we actually shot the infomercial for no money down. And now we saw that it was working. So now we advance you the money and now it's rolling out. So that's putting you're putting good money after good at that point, so to speak, because you know that it's it's a working infomercial then. Love it. So Kevin, just before we yeah. wrap up, because I know you've you've got to get to this meeting, um, what, what would be the one thing, if you were to look back, what would be the one thing that you would want to tell, if you could talk to your 20-year self, what would be the one thing that you would say to him that would make a massive difference in your life, That you, if you could just say one thing to him? Yeah. One thing, I was a pig-headed young entrepreneur, okay? So I'm, I'm, the, I'm the first one to admit my mistakes. And I wanted to do it all myself. So I had a company, I needed capital. I thought, oh, the business, they're gonna look at my numbers and be in love with my business and my sales and my profits and I'll get money, no problem. And I went to bank after bank after bank and they all said, nope, 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 nope. And so finally, I, I ran into somebody, it was a wise old guy, he was a former bank president, he said, Kevin, he said, you're telling all these people about how great your past has been. He said, you need to show them, the past is the past, you need to show them, and that's important, but what is your future? You need to give them the three-year master plan. You need to, they, once they give you the money, they wanna know they're gonna get paid back. I will be your mentor, I'll show you how to structure a presentation that's going to put their minds at ease about the future, right? Because you only talked about the past because mm. that's what a banker wants to hear. So this gentleman came into my life and, I, and he said, I'm going to do this for absolutely no money. But if I get you the money, then you're going to hire me as a consultant and a mentor to your company. Boom, 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 boom. And so this, this gentleman actually took me back to one of the banks that turned me down and got me a $3 million uh, co uh, commitment for financing. So, wow. and we got the money. So the bottom line is this, I use mentors and coaches in my life almost every single day, every single week for sure. And I, I've got probably a half a dozen mentors and coaches. One is a legal mentor, one's a finance mentor, one's a you know personal investment advisor mentor. Um, mm. One is a, is a digital marketing mentor. One is a speaking coach mentor because mm -hmm. I speak at a lot of places. So right. until I actually was able 
to let other people tell me how bad I was doing at certain things. It, I, you have to allow people to enter your life and tell you how you can improve your arenas, depending upon what it is you're looking for. So use a coach, use a mentor. Don't be afraid to do it. And don't be afraid to spend a couple dollars doing it. But if you can get someone to do it for free or, uh, or low cost in the beginning, that'll prove to you that it works. Mm -hmm. And, and then you're off to the races. So use a mentor. Don't be afraid. That's my one tip for the day that hopefully everyone out there that's listening will understand what it is and how they can do it in their lives. Wow. Appreciate it. Wonderful advice, Kevin. And for those listening that want to reach out to you, if they, you know, it, how, what's the best way for them to get in touch with you? Or is there something that, is there a book that maybe they can buy that you've written that you would recommend? So I have, I have a book they could buy and then I'll give them another way to track me down too. The book is called how to become, a, it's becoming a key person of influence, how to become a key person of influence in your industry and the five steps to become the most highly paid person in your industry. And so it, it's kind of a KPI, key person of influence. You can Google it. It's on Amazon. <laughs> it's an amazing book. And, and, and I know people that have learned tremendous amounts from that. I'm talking literally hundreds of people that have gotten back to me after reading that book. It's, 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 a, it's a game changer. But also, if anyone wants to reach out to me directly, it's simple. It's Kevin at KevinHarrington.tv. And, and that way, or they can go to my website, KevinHarrington.tv, and get a, a bunch of information there. We've got free downloads and all kinds of stuff there also. Brilliant. So it's um, been a pleasure to be here today. Dan, Sorry. I appreciate it. And let's, have, let's do this again. Maybe Absolutely. next time we have a few more minutes. I'm sorry to be in the car, but hopefully everyone could hear our amazing stuff. And man, I tell you, I will never forget this one. When you rapped <laughs> to me in the beginning, I just got to hear it now. You got to send it to me. I'm going to send it to you. You'll, you'll get it. You'll I'm, get it. I'm really amazing. Thanks. Thanks for thanks for sharing some great stuff with me today too. Kevin, thanks so much for letting me pick your brain. And thank you to my fellow brain pickers. I'm looking forward to the day when I'll be picking your brain. You've been listening to the Can I Pick Your Brain podcast. Inspiration without perspiration is like a tiger without teeth. So to put these ideas into action, head over to danielgeffen.com.